Hey, hey, today we're going to tackle a popular saying that goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, while this might hold true for certain things in life, when it comes to leadership in the healthcare sector, this mindset can actually be quite detrimental. In this episode, we are going to explore some warning signs that might indicate that there may be some leadership concerns even if nothing appears to be broken on the surface. Stay tuned for this episode. Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast. Here, we explore the central topics of intentional life design, boundaries, health, wellness, and leadership for physicians. I am dedicated to helping you create meaningful structures in your life that support both professional and personal growth. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Miller. I've tackled some of the same issues that many of us in the medical field struggle with, such as creating meaningful connections, imposter syndrome, and having a life outside of the office. Join me each week as my guests and I tackle these topics and so much more, delivering content that shows you the importance of investing time into yourself beyond caring for those around you. Tap the follow button so you never miss an episode. Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians. If you are joining me for the first time, a warm welcome to you. I'm grateful to have you with me as we explore some important topics in healthcare. And today we're going to talk about one of the critical aspects in leadership, and that's self-awareness. Specifically, we're going to talk about some warning signs that you may not be as effective of a leader as you think. So before we dive in, as always, I encourage your questions, I encourage your comments, so feel free to send them to me. Probably the best way to send them to me is through my Instagram account, drrachelmillermd, and I'll be happy to address them and maybe even address some of them on the show. So let's dive in. In this very fast-paced, high-stakes world of healthcare, effective leadership is absolutely crucial. And it's not just about managing teams and ensuring that specific tasks are getting done. It's about creating an environment that promotes high-quality care and an environment that really fosters physician and other staff engagement. So that would be like physicians, APPs, and nurses to be engaged. You know, and there's this whole idea of operational efficiency and effectiveness. Um, I may do another episode on that in the future, but we do have to be somewhat fiscally responsible because if you don't have money coming in, you're not a business. So taking some of those things into consideration as well. However, leading in healthcare and what we do as care providers comes with its own set of unique challenges. In the diversity of roles from doctors, from nurses to administrators and support staff, it means you're often dealing with a wide range of perspectives and needs. And on top of that, We deal with so many regulations, and as a leader, we have to navigate these complexities while also making sure our teams stay motivated. Being a leader in healthcare isn't just about what we do, but it's how and why 
we do what we do. And that's where self-awareness comes in. It's about understanding how you come across to your team, how you're being a leader, and your leadership style. Now, go a little bit on a side tangent talk about leadership styles. Um, Some people will come to me and say, you know, I want to know what my leadership style is. But my perspective is that there's lots of different leadership styles, such as authoritative and servant and transformational, transactional, situational, visionary, delegative leadership styles. And I think it's not as important to know which type of leadership style you have, but it's more important to know which type of leadership style is appropriate for which interaction and which individual that you're working with. So like I said, (laughs) a little bit of a side tangent. But I think leadership is, you know, knowing what your strengths are and leveraging them. We also need to know what our weaknesses are and commit to working to improve them. It's about being adaptable. It's about adjusting our approach to meet the needs of different individuals in different situations. So let's dive into some of the warning signs. And I have about eight of them. Number one is if you lack 360 degree evaluations, if you're not doing them and if you're not having them done on yourself. Now, let's talk a little bit about what 360 evaluations are. So these specific evaluations involve collecting feedback from everyone around you. Think of you know 360 degrees, it's a circle. So, and the person or you are in the middle of that circle. So it's getting evaluations and getting feedback from all directions, from the people that you lead. They would be theoretically under. It's about getting people who are your peers on your level and then getting evaluations and feedback from people who are above you. And that also includes a self-evaluation. Now, in healthcare, this can be particularly insightful given the highly interdependent nature of what we do. When we do 360 evaluations of ourselves and our staff, it gives you a holistic view of your performance and can help identify areas for improvement. So that's number one, is if you're not doing 360 evaluations on yourself and on your staff. And one more thing to add with this, if you are not doing 360 evaluations, you are potentially missing out on some important insights. And this can lead to blind spots in your leadership and can limit your understanding of team dynamics and individual performances. If you're not already conducting 360 evaluations, I really encourage you to start doing them. There are plenty of resources and tools that I have available to help, and I use 360 evaluations um, in working with my clients. So if you have any questions about them, please reach out and let me know. If you are doing and have done evaluations, these 360 evaluations, and you're not finding them helpful, it might be worth revisiting how you're using the feedback and it might be worth revisiting how you're using that feedback. So that's number one, not using 360 evaluations. Number two is a high employee turnover rate. Now in healthcare, high turnover not only impacts the team and the morale 
and continuity of care, but it also comes with significant financial costs related to recruitment and training up of the people that you're replacing. Now, the turnover can be a result of a various different number of factors from workload, from stress, or the lack of career advancement opportunities, but most often it's from the dissatisfaction with leadership. Now, most people, not just in healthcare, but other sectors, when an employee leaves, most often they're leading because they're frustrated with the boss. Now, in healthcare, and if you are a leader, let you in on a little secret, the people who are leaving most likely aren't telling you the real reason why they're leaving. There is the perception of they don't want to burn bridges and they want to be respectful. They may not want to hurt someone's feelings. Now, one of the ways to get feedback on why people are leaving is to reach out to them with a simple phone call, maybe six months after they leave and have a conversation with them and talk to them as they're maybe even just a friend and get the real scoop on why it is that they're leaving. So in order to reduce this turnover, it's going to require addressing its root cause. And 360 evaluations can potentially shine a light on some of the leadership issues that may be going on. So that's number two, high employee turnover rate. Number three is infrequent or absent one-on-one meetings. Now, one-on-one meetings are a critical aspect of effective leadership. They provide an opportunity to understand the physician's experiences, get their history. It's an opportunity to provide them with feedback, discuss their career growth. Without having one-on-one meetings, there can potentially be the opportunity to have misunderstandings and missed opportunities for development. One of the other good things is that when you're regularly meeting with your staff on a one-on-one basis, it helps set that foundation. It helps keep that foundation of trust in a working relationship. Without having these one-on-one meetings and without keeping a very close pulse on what's going on in your department, it can lead to decreased morale, decreased efficiency, and even patient care quality can be compromised. So I do recommend regular one-on-ones with the team members that you work with. The frequency may vary depending on the size of your organization and the size of your direct reports and the needs of the team but I do recommend having one-on-ones. So that's number three, infrequent or not having one-on-one meetings with your team. Now on to number four, and number four is going to be not having an executive coach. Now executive coaching and leadership development trainers can help leaders and help physician leaders have valuable insights and strategies to improve their leadership skills. Not having a relationship with an executive coach can mean that that leader is missing out on opportunities for growth and for development. And I've said it before, and I'll be saying it probably forever, and that is that we're smart people as physicians. There's a lot of things that we can get, and there's a lot of things that we can understand. We just have to have someone walk alongside of us to get us to that point where 
we are having maximum impact and maximum influence. So I recommend that all leaders consider finding an executive coach who fits the needs that you have, someone who fits the needs of your organization as well. Now, there are different types of coaches. Some organizations have embedded internal coaches. Some coaches are external coaches to their organization. I do like the external coaches probably a little bit better. I think that having an external coach, it provides a clean slate for the physician leader. And although even internal coaches can provide some value, I do think that providing psychological safety to the client is very important. And there's a lot of value that an external coach can have. So that is number four, absence of an executive coach. Now, number five is feeling overwhelmed. So feeling overwhelmed can be a sign that a leader is overworked or even struggling to manage their responsibilities. This can lead to burnout and can potentially negatively affect the way that leader is making decisions and the way that they are leading their organization or their department. Now, in patient care and in healthcare, there are some significant implications of this because patients are involved and our services as physicians that we provide to our communities are crucial and are critical. So we need to make sure that we are taking care of our mental health. We are constantly working to improve our time management skills, delegating, and setting and established boundaries. So that is number five, is feeling overwhelmed. Now on to number six. Number six is going to be an absence of constructive feedback. Getting feedback is crucial for growth and development. If a leader is not receiving feedback on their leadership skills, they may not be aware of areas where they need to improve. Not having feedback will lead to a lack of growth, and that negatively infects healthcare and care of our patients. Now, feedback can be done through formal evaluations, and it also can be through informal means, like having conversations. Now, just getting this feedback is not enough. It's going to be important to actually take action based on the feedback. Now, this is going to be very similar to the 360 evaluation, but it's different in that the feedback can happen every three months, every six months, and a 360 is something that is very comprehensive and takes place less frequently. Now, on to number seven, and that is if you have a lack of vision. If someone wants to ask you, so what's your vision for the organization or what's your vision for your department? If you don't have anything to say, it might mean that you're not as good of a leader as you may have thought you were or that you have the potential to be. Effective leaders have clear and compelling visions for the future. If a leader doesn't have a vision, 
then they may struggle to inspire the team or struggle to guide them towards completion of goals or making a department better. A leader's vision is crucial, especially in healthcare where we have rapid changes and high stakes situations, which are the norm with what we do. Now, a vision will help provide a sense of direction and purpose, and it helps align the efforts of those that you lead. And it also can motivate your staff. So I encourage you to take a second and think about what's your vision? What's your vision for your hospital system or your healthcare organization or your department? And then consider if you have shared that vision to those that you lead. And also frequently tell the team what your vision is. This can help inform the strategic planning and the decision-making that's made in your organization. So that's number seven, lack of vision. Now on to number eight. This is the last one here on the list. So way to go for hanging in this far. So number eight is not developing others. One of the key responsibilities of a leader is to foster the growth and development of their team members. If a leader is not investing in their team's development, they're missing out on opportunities to enhance their capabilities and also cultivate future leaders. You know, you can think of this as leaving a legacy. Now, this can look like several different things. One is provide training opportunities. Number two is offering constructive feedback. Another option is supporting continuing education. There are several different leadership conferences that are out there. So, you know, sending your young leaders or the leaders who you are leading, send them to continuing education and conferences so that they can improve their leadership. And also, A big thing is recognizing the team members' achievements, letting them know that they are appreciated and letting them know that you see them. That's number eight, is not developing others. So to recap, we discussed eight warning signs that you might not be as effective as you could be, and I will go over them with you again. That includes... One is lack of 360 evaluations. Two, having a high employee turnover. Number three, infrequent or absent one-on-one meetings. Number four is absence or not having an executive coach. And number five is if you feel overwhelmed. And number six, absence of constructive feedback. Number seven is if you lack vision. And number eight is if you are not developing others. These warning signs could indicate issues that affects not only your effectiveness as a leader, but also your team's morale and productivity and ultimately the quality of patient care. So it's important to take them seriously and address them proactively. The key to addressing these warning signs lies in self-awareness and a commitment to continual growth. And as leaders in healthcare, we need to be constantly learning, constantly adapting, and constantly improving to meet the demands of our very, very dynamic field. 
the fact that you are listening to this podcast and made it to the end is a great sign that you are at least interested in moving forward. So I encourage you to reflect on some of these warning signs. Do any of these signs resonate with you? If so, what steps can you take to address them? Remember, it's not about being a perfect leader, but it's about being a leader who's willing to learn and grow. And as always, I'm here to support you in your leadership journey. I love hearing your questions, so please bring them on. You can submit them to my DMs on my Instagram page, and that is drrachelmiller, MD. Before we conclude, I want to express my deepest gratitude to all of you for tuning in. Your strength and engagement are what makes this podcast possible, and I can't thank you enough. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe to it and share it with your colleagues and leave a review. Your feedback helps me reach more healthcare professionals like you and create content that's relevant and valuable. So once again, thank you for joining me on the Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast. Stay safe, stay inspired, and remember that great leadership starts with self-awareness. See you next week in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians episode. Did you have an aha moment? I'd love it if you shared it with me on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. That's drrachelmillermd. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like for me to cover or a guest you'd like for me to have on the show, please let me know. I love your suggestions.